I'm your host, Michael Darren Story. There's a lot to love when it comes to the Purple One. Born on June 7, 1958, Prince Rogers Nelson was a legendary multi-instrumentalist whom, we can all agree, pioneered his own everything. Once when visiting my hometown driving 321 north between Lenore and Blowing Rock, North Carolina, I caught a glimpse of an adopt-a-highway sign that took my brain a minute to register the words Prince, Artist, and Musician. But to make sure that I wasn't going crazy, I busted a U-turn across four lanes of traffic and got out to have a moment with the signpost. To me, it seems everyone loves Prince, and if you don't, I would argue that you've probably still found yourself quoting Charlie Murphy's true Hollywood stories about Prince. Game. Blouses. Prince stepped into the afterworld on April 21st, 2016, cause of death, fentanyl toxicity. USA Today reported on April 19, 2018, that after a two-year investigation, prosecutors in Carver County, Minnesota, came to the conclusion that no criminal charges would be filed because Prince thought he was taking Vicodin when, unbeknownst to him, it was laced with fentanyl, a synthetic opioid 100 times more powerful than morphine. This raises the question, how did fentanyl get in there in the first place? Is it a conspiracy? The more I search for the truth, the signs point in mysterious directions. Tell me your thoughts in the comments. The purpose of this research, however, is to explain how fentanyl toxicity killed Prince. Etiology means the cause or set of causes of a condition or disease. If Prince was taking a potent opioid such as fentanyl without knowing it, he was also developing a dependency on the substance with or without knowing it. But let's be clear. Fentanyl can be used legally, and physicians prescribe the drug for people with chronic pain. However, the legal version of the drug is typically administered via a transdermal patch or a lozenge that slowly releases fentanyl into the person's body at a rate that's considered safe. On the other hand, illegally sourced fentanyl can be found in a powder form, and according to a National Institute on Drug Abuse article revised February 2019, synthetic opioids such as fentanyl are now the most common drugs involved in drug overdose deaths, resulting in 59.8% of cases in 2017. Unfortunately for Prince, illegally procured fentanyl in powder form is cheap, prevalent, and often used to make counterfeit pills like the fake Vicodin the singer was taking. This led me to question, why was Prince in pain? Singer Judith Hill told investigators that she thought the piano tour was getting to his hands, which is certainly understandable being a musician of Prince's caliber and age. In an AP article by Amy Fort Liddy, she details Hill's conversation with Prince after his accidental overdose a week prior to his death. Prince confessed to Hill that he had mixed two pills because he felt he knew his body and could handle it. Hill asked Prince afterwards, no more pills, right? Prince replied, well, that means I can't perform because my hands are hurting. And then he exclaimed, my hands hurt. But there's more to this than just the hand pain. Like other opioids, fentanyl works by binding to the body's opioid receptors in the brain that control pain and emotions. After prolonged opioid use, the body adapts to the drug and diminishes sensitivity that makes it hard for someone to feel pleasure from anything besides using the drug. 
The National Institute on Drug Abuse claims that once someone becomes addicted, drug seeking and drug use take over their lives. Prince, like many others, was not immune to the dangers of opioids. Based on the aforementioned accounts, Prince was taking medication because his hands were in pain, and to keep providing fans with his personal brand of spectacular, he needed relief. According to an article in the Bone and Joint Journal, it is reported that out of 264,000 employed musicians, nearly 76% develop musculoskeletal injuries. The researchers continued by stating that these injuries affect musicians of all ages, with the peak being in third or fourth decade of playing. The risk factors that cause Prince to develop musculoskeletal injuries in his hands can be directly linked to the time and intensity that he performed and just general stress. If you're interested in diving deeper into musculoskeletal injuries that musicians face, let me know in the comments. But since we don't know what disorder Prince was suffering from, the most diagnosed by orthopedic physicians are overuse disorder, which is the most common as overuse stresses tissues and causes pain, entrapment neuropathies of the median nerve uh, that's in the wrist and that causes pain and sensory abnormalities, focal dystonia, which is a painless disorder of motor control, osteoarthritis, which leads to pain and degeneration, joint hypermobility, which is prevalent among musicians and it causes spasms, fatigue, as well as pain, and lastly, thoracic outlet syndrome, which is a neural or vascular compression between the neck and axilla. So the space between or the space below the shoulder where the nerves and vessels leave the upper arm. There will be a link to this journal in the show notes on my website. In addition to the pain Prince was experiencing in his hands, we must also remember that without a regularly increasing dose of what he thought was Vicodin, he would begin to experience opioid withdrawals. In an episode of the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, Dr. Carl Hart, an expert in addiction, describes opioid withdrawal as it's a lot like getting the flu. However, based on the article published by the National Drug Institute, after Prince experienced the brief pain relief and euphoria of fentanyl, the comedown he likely endured consisted of drowsiness, nausea, confusion, constipation, sedation, problems breathing, and episodes of unconsciousness. These symptoms coincide with Judith Hill's report to investigators. Hill confessed, Prince said he was feeling depressed, enjoyed sleeping more than usual, and he was incredibly bored and thought that he was going to fall asleep on stage. Researchers at the CDC conducted a study to understand what it's like to overdose on fentanyl. So let's dive deeper into the moment our beloved Purple One stepped into the afterworld. Based on the study, the major characteristics of fentanyl is the speed of which it happens, which is within seconds to minutes depending on method of ingestion. Overdose victims experience an immediate bluing of the lips, followed by gurgling sounds combined with labored breathing. Then the body begins to stiffen or display seizure activity, as well as foaming at the mouth. But in a state of opioid-induced euphoria, Prince had no idea that he passed away. He merely slipped into a dream inside of an elevator at his Paisley Park studio compound in Minneapolis, Minnesota at the age of 57. Fentanyl overdoses can be reversed, and as stated, Prince experienced the reversal of an overdose a week before his death, most likely with a drug called naloxone, which is better known as Narcan. The CDC reports that 83% of cases where naloxone is used, only one dose is not sufficient to reverse a fentanyl overdose. Prince arrived on the autopsy table April 22, 2016. Dr. Aquin Strobel and her staff removed the singer's black cap, 
black shirt, gray undershirt, black pants, black boxer briefs, black socks, and began the procedure. I plan on making a separate episode diving deeper into what happens during an autopsy, but if you're feeling adventurous, give it a Google. But be warned, though evisceration is necessary to find the truth, seeing it is not for everybody. After the autopsy, Prince was cremated at the Cremation Society of Minnesota. The funeral director in charge of making Prince's arrangements was Kevin J. Watterson, who is also co-owner of the Cremation Society. The New York Times reported that family and friends of Prince held a small private memorial on Saturday, April 23, 2016 at the Jehovah's Witness Kingdom Hall in Minnetonka, Minnesota, at which the cremated remains were not present, but that was merely one of the many private memorials held in honor of who former President Barack Obama referred to as one of the most gifted and prolific musicians of our time. If you're interested in cemetery tourism, Prince's cremated remains are held within a customized urn that is a scale model of his Paisley Park Studio compound created by Foreverence. The urn is displayed in the foyer of Paisley Park, which has now opened its doors as a museum. And there you have it, how fentanyl toxicity killed our beloved Prince. Thanks for listening. Uh, let's talk about anything that might have interested you in the comments. Is it a conspiracy? Do you have any ideas? Um, let's make a playlist on Spotify. Share that with me, all of your favorite Prince songs. Follow me at Michael Darren Story on Instagram. Check out the show notes at www.michaeldarrenstory.com. See you in the next episode.